Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music Studios in Ron Konkuma, Long Island. At the board, Abe in the house, filling in for uh, Spidey. How are you, Abe? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Always good to see you, man. Always, Always good, good to see to you. Here. We got some special Sunday shows today, running a little late, guys, so I apologize. Yeah, for and that. I got up early. Yeah, well. Ugh. You gotta go home and sleep. Yeah, still I only sleep. I sleep one day a week. It's a beautiful day out, man. In the get neighborhood, some sun. Yeah. be well. We've got some special guests in, but before we get to them, Jim <laughs> Brown, legendary NFL running back, quarterback, uh, running back, dead at eighty-seven. Jim Brown, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the National Football League, who quit the game at the height of his career to act in Hollywood movies and add to the voice of civil rights, dies at the age of eighty-seven. Thoughts on Jim Brown, sir? Um, well, you know, I'm a bit of a sports nerd. Uh, this, to me, uh, is the greatest running back in the history of this game. He's he's the Babe Ruth of his position. Uh, the, he played only nine seasons in the NFL, got one championship with the Browns. They've never been back ever since, I believe, 1964. Jim Brown averaged 5.3 yards a carry for his career. Think about that one for a minute. You've got a running back that you can hand the ball to twice, and he's already got you your first down. I'm I'm a huge... That's ridiculous. I'm a huge Jim Brown fan. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the Monty real-life situation... Uh Uh-oh. Today's athlete... Yeah. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying today's athlete, and when we we talk to our valued guest in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, is a better athlete. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they're better or less... Or more entertaining, they're a better athlete. And my and, thought is, if Jim Brown was a running back in today's NFL, mm-hmm. he would be a good running back. Okay. 
I think that if Jim Brown had access to today's medications and today's workout facilities and today's everything that they have today, he would probably be as badass as he was back in the day. Because at the end of the day, whether it's now or 100 years ago, it was the best full-grown men in the world playing the best full-grown men in the world. So I think that Jim Brown, with today's stuff, would have been just fine the same way, I believe, Show Otani doing a bad job of impersonating Babe Ruth. I think Babe Ruth could have made a hot dog, got to the plate, and slammed one into the right field. That's what I think. You know, there's, there's a there's a list of athletes. Any point too? There's anyway. a there's a valued list of athletes that fall into what we're speaking about. Sure. Jim Brown. Sure. Rocky Marciano. Oh, so agree. Yes. Babe Ruth. Absolutely. Michael um, Jordan. Wayne Gretzky. Mm, oh, those guys are timeless. What I mean by that is I don't question mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, and no. nor do I question Wayne Gretzky. Right. But the three I just named, I question whether they would be as effective oh, in today's game. In today's That's game. Fair, just, it's fair to have that question. I just feel like, you know, the talent level was the top for the time period. I mean, what would happen if you actually asked some of today's athletic sissies to go back and try to handle Babe Ruth's travel schedule and the fact that they were on trains with no AC and the fact that, you know, they no, you're not going to get pampered. Not oh, the level your of footsie pain. hurts? Right. Get your ass out there right. and play. Because today, the player owns the owner. Back in those days, the owner truly owned the player. Right. It's become very reversed nowadays. It's quite liberal, as a matter of fact. But let's not get into that. Well, I want to get to our guest, but first I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and Farrow, our own Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band, uh-huh. Wisteria Hall. Bart Man! Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life Not Far Behind, Here Comes a Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Yeah. Hit that like and subscribe, and after you do that, come to the Monty and Farrow YouTube page and hit that like and subscribe, yeah. even though we are not a YouTube show, I keep being told... <laughs> That's We're what a I need. television That's show. That's what I need to say. Um, <laughs> you can download our shows on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Reverb Nation. If yeah. you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, lucky. catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9 p.m. And every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Where over 150,000 viewers will see the consolidated version. Consolidated? Okay. I'm coming up with new ones, You're getting better. The consolidated version of our special guest, Mr. Jack Victory. That's right. Also, it's free, folks. Catch us on Intuitive. How do you spell intuitive? I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E. Network. Yeah. Where Monty DeFaro are featured, right? Where they have documentaries. They check. have movies. Check, check. They have uh, music videos. Check, check, it check. is like a... They have us. And they, of course they have us. And mm-hmm. then it's like a, a newfangled Netflix. And the best thing, it's free. You don't. You pay monthly for Netflix, Right. right. You're not paying monthly for Intuitive, and you get to catch all our shows on there, and eventually we're going to have some special content on there that you won't see anywhere else. And you know we have the best guests in here, right? So if we're not fans of us, which most people aren't, (laughs) you are fans of our guests, right? So, all right, we'll be back. Way to put us over, pal. Go ahead. We'll be back with this legend, this wrestling legend. Jack Victory's our boy. Jack Victory. We'll be back in a second. 
The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, where we have in studio Mr. Jack Victory. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Man, you are a big dude, man. He is. Yeah. Again, that's that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is a wrestler. Yes, right. Yes. We we've met many people, right. and you know the difference between yeah. you and me and a wrestler. Well, right you're there. you're you're a big guy. Yeah, but here's the thing: I try not to, a wrestler, Jack, but you're you a big can't guy. you can't teach height, right? That is true. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. true. I I am uh, definitely the uh, model of a uh, of a pro wrestler for sure. Yeah. You if know, you had to build six, a wrestler, you'd be. Plus, yeah, yeah, close to the 300-pound mark, you know, so. Not necessarily, you don't, I don't, I'm going to assume you never really hit the juice, right, did you? No, no, I, I, maybe way back in the day I tried a little bit, but never, uh, never really got into that part of it. Yeah. Everybody else was jacked around me. <laughs> yeah, and your name's Jack. <laughs> exactly. Does that make any sense? Why are sense? you jacked? And I'm not, you know? But the thing is, when you wrestled them, it wasn't like, oh, shit, even though the guy might have been more muscular than, right, uh, right. Muscular than you are, um, you certainly look like a dude that could yeah. kick his ass. Yeah, it, it was, it was uh, if you knew how to work, you really didn't need the juice. <laughs> right. If you... Semi, uh, semi knew how to work. It, it was better to have one of them uh, chiseled bodies, you know. So, yeah, I was. I went uh, the know how to work route. And everybody knows the name of Jack Victory, so it's not like that's not the case. What do you think when you see today's wrestlers? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of big compared to some of them, and I'm not big in the least. It is completely different. Every everybody now um, has that chiseled body. You know, there's no. Uh, there's no uh, well. There's a couple. I, I, I take that back. There is a couple uh, heavyweights uh, that's still uh, like Lesnar and Lashley. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and and they have uh, small guys now. You know, a lot of uh, high flying spots, which uh, basically drives me crazy. That's about to say that. Does that? It seems like it drives all the older wrestlers yeah. crazy. I could not do my craft today. Because uh, it's just, I, I couldn't remember a staged match. You know, <laughs> back in the day, they weren't staged like they are now. You know, it's uh, it's well, the craziest thing. I think it goes back to our original conversation before we got to you. Was you know, today's your style of wrestling. Um, I don't want to say. All right, I'll say it. Today's wrestler probably is more athletically inclined and are able to do a lot more 
than the older school wrestler. Again, it's not to me. It's not better. Right. It's just they're more athletic. Right. Right. They're more gymnasts. Um, they didn't party like you guys did. Right. They're all about. Fitness. We didn't have the schools they have yeah. now. You know, they. If you ever went to that performance center down there in Florida, it will blow your mind. I mean, it is crazy. Um, a world-class goals gym, basically training room, um, five, six different uh, rings going at one time. It is unbelievable. You think? And back too- in the day, I, I taught myself. I didn't. I didn't go to a school, so I'm self-taught. Um, you know, schools were. Uh, you know, you give one of the boys uh, twenty bucks to teach you how to work. You know what I mean? Um, today, it's it's completely different. You think there's too many schools today? Because some of these schools are, you know, I'm not sure everybody's D1 sure Dudley. There's too many crappy schools. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of great schools. Of course, you know, of uh, course. Al Snow, he runs a he runs a really good school. Um, Devon Dudley has a great school. Um, there's a couple other guys in the Orlando area that have schools and the performance centers down there. When did you move down to Orlando? I always find it interesting that the, every wrestler moved to Florida. I was born and raised in Jersey. Right, exactly. And, um, yeah. I uh, I smartened up really young, and, and I said, if I stay around here, they're going to want half my money. So my ass, uh, yeah. when We're I was stupid. 18, got the hell out of town. Oh, Damn smart. And, uh, right. I basically, uh, back in, I, I tell Nick this story all the time. Um, my dad was a big influence of me getting to where I am now, um, he tracked down the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers uh, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That's where he lived. And because I was doing independence in Jersey out of uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area and stuff like that, um, he tracked him down and brought me with him. And we actually banged on his door. And he answered the door had me come in. I, I saw all his gimmicks, the belts, the whole nine yards. And I basically, I said, how can I, you know, get to the next level? And he goes, kid, here you go. Here's some addresses, send tapes out. And I sent tapes out to all these places. He, uh, he recommended and, and Bill Dundee called me, um, when he was booking for Watts and, uh, they flew me in, gave me a tryout. And about a month later, they gave me a starting date. And now I'm on your couch. There you go. The the highlight of your career. Your your father sounds like the greatest dad in the world. Yeah, he passed a couple years back. uh, uh, Great guy. Great guy. Did everything for us. That's that's incredible because, again, it probably takes a special guy to say, hey, you know. I'm I taking really, my kid and pounding on right, Nature pounding Boy on Buddy Nature Rogers' exactly. door. That exactly. is unbelievable. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's, that's how actually I got started, man. He get was... you into wrestling when you were even younger or what, your father? Well, I I always beat up the neighborhood kids, oh, right? I mean, everybody did that. You know, you always, everybody uh, did you, that. Yeah, everybody did that. I was the kid getting beaten up. What do you mean everybody did that? <laughs> what, were you beating up on Democrats or what? Uh, no, yeah, okay, that's yeah, that was my favorite beating up. <laughs> <laughs> you a Democrat? Oh, oh. A Democrat. Man. <laughs> wow. That's good stuff. Man. Holy Billy Carter beer, Batman. <laughs> but, you know, again, prayers you know, for the loss of your father, but kudos sure. that he let his son live his son's dream. Yeah, he, he actually had a better, a bigger smile than I did when, mm. when you get to that next level. You know what I mean? I got you. Wow. He'd always fly out when we ran the Superdome. 
you know, Texas Stadium shows. So and he, all that. he was proud. Oh, yeah, he was. What did that feel daddy. like the first time you got to be in front of a large crowd and then see My your first match was uh, Sam Houston Coliseum in Houston yeah, against Sonny uh, King. Yeah, against my who? tryout match. Sonny King. Sonny yeah. King. Yep. Okay. Uh, Lollipop Sonny King, remember? Sure. Of that? course. Yeah. We were the yeah. first match. I was greener than that green room, man. I was, <laughs> I was green. Cool. And uh, he took care of me. And uh, Wow. And uh, we did a road trip. Uh, the next day we uh, wrestled in uh, Shreveport. And uh, they flew me home, and I was like, "No, I really effed that up. They're never going to call me." But they did. They did. They called me about a month later, and and uh, gave me my starting date. What was that and, month uh, like, though, dude? You go from one or two matches a month in Jersey to yeah. running eight shows a week. You learned how to work in that territory. You wrestled, jumped in your car, and drove to the next town. You know, it was a, uh, it was a crazy lifestyle. How did a Jersey boy find Texas? Oh my God, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, dude, that that's like a, that's like a that softball. Is, yeah. But that's a softball. I love you, but that's a softball. Is it? The real question should have been, how did the Jersey boy like Louisiana? Oh, oh I don't have Louisiana <laughs> experience. Well, I what do. The, so he that's hates the it. Question. He hates Louisiana. Was that's it worse? Real, than ta- you hate Louisiana? He hates it. I uh, you hate so it. So I was in the military. So here we go. I, part of my duties were in uh, Fort Polk in Louisiana, okay. and it. Louisiana. My first wife is from Louisiana. She's gone now, but um, probably the worst place a human being. In fact, do they have human beings living in Louisiana? I don't think so. Even to this day. See, I'm uh, the complete opposite. I love that state. Wow. The food. I lived. I stayed in Baton Rouge. The women with no teeth. You like that? Well, what the I, f- I found some with teeth. You got to go to Bourbon Street, and and they were always oh, from out of town. Oh, they got teeth on Bourbon they always, Street. They always were from out of town. Oh man! <laughs> wow, dentist special. They, they nice. were the best ones, you know. Oh, I'm leaving tomorrow. Perfect. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you know, perfect. I'm leaving tomorrow with my fake teeth, and I haven't bathed in three days. But you know, because I, I used to go to the bar there, and these girls, you know, would come up to me, and I'd be like, yeah. I'd Trying rather, to go, get out, that I'd rather go out with Jack Victory. <laughs> Back to the Gators. All right. Serious note. Uh, uh, we lost uh, Bush, Butch, Bushwhacker Butch recently. Yeah. I know you kind of started your career with him. Yeah, also. I got that was really my first uh, official p- push in the business, being a being their flag bearer, um, running up and down the roads with them guys. Man, it was it was it was pretty exciting. Um, you know, being a Jersey boy, uh, getting thrown into that. Uh, you uh, getting thrown into matches with them, you know. I don't know if it was true, but I heard that we actually had the first Bob Wire cage match on television. Wow. Okay. Um, and Watts was so cheap, he built it out of two by fours. Here we go. Did you ever have you ever seen that match? I look back. I mean, I think it's on. I think it's on the internet. <laughs> um, it wasn't a cage. It was. <laughs> Freaking two by fours. Yeah, I think I, I think. I <laughs> and uh, you hit him, and it goes wow. But uh, <laughs> it got over so much that we we took it on the road, and uh, the prop it. too, the bad cage and everything. We brought the cage on the road, How did and it last we, more than we one did night? a we did a bob wire uh, wooden cage, yeah. wooden uh, cage every every show, you know. And it wow. was uh, it was it was fun. It was. <laughs> Terry Taylor in the Fantastics yes, against the Sheep Herders and Jack Victor. So, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, they talk about the Bushwhackers, right, and how 
the WWE screwed up because as the sheep herders, they were so incredible. And right. I, again, I've seen those videos and like I, it's, you know, smarten me up, right? I just didn't get the, you know, sheep herders were the sheep herders. I wasn't like, oh my God, these guys are, I, I actually like the Bushwhackers better. You but. think the sheep herders would have succeeded in WWE or was Vince right to do what he did with them? Well, you, you know why he did it because he wanted to own the name. Yeah, sure. You know, he, I mean, he, t- you know, that's the only reason Vince did it was um, to own that brand. But, I mean, he took their gimmick from these rough and he changed the leaders. Though, he did. To, he did. He made, he, he, I think in in that part of their career as baby faces, I, I think it worked. I yeah, think it I really did, too. did. I think they were over as, you know, over as over can be. You know, so But I mean you were living the sheep herder gimmick. Right. Was that as over as people want to act like it was? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh they you knew if they were on the card it was a blood and guts uh fight. Um and uh the marks uh loved it. You know, of course the marks loved uh the baby faces kicking the crap out of Butch and Luke, you know what I mean? Um quick story on that, uh Superdome. They're wrestling the Fantastics, and Tommy Tommy dropkicked Butch in the face and broke his nose, and his nose was over here. And he rolls out of the ring. He goes, I can't breathe. You've got to fix my nose. I said, I ain't fixing your nose, dude. He goes, you've got to grab my nose and put it back into place. And I said, dude, I am not fixing your nose. <laughs> and he goes, mate, you've got to fix my nose. So I got him in a headlock, grabbed that nose, and I pushed it right back into place. And... <sighs> Blood and pus started shooting out of his nose. He goes, "Oh, thanks, mate." Rolls back in. <laughs> a rocky moment. Nice job, man. Yeah. Holy oh yeah. Cow. I fix, yeah. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor now. You know, I can fix noses on the fly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, good times. Good times back then. We also lost superstar Billy Graham uh, last yes. week. Never. Uh, ne- one, he was one of my bucket list. Never got to meet, but always threw shit at the TV. Growing up, watching him. Great heel. I mean, just amazing, uh, amazing talent. Um, he will definitely be missed. As a fan, um, do you think Superstar Graham was as influential as everybody seems to think that he really did? He was the spark that oh, changed the Oh, you know business? Hogan. You know that was, that was probably Hogan's kick in the ass to, to look like that. You know what I mean? And... Uh, and do the Python gimmick because uh, Superstar was over so much. All you had to do is flex, you know what I mean? And uh, the Marks back then hated him, you know? So I, I think he was a, a huge influencer on a lot of people's careers, yeah. So you, I noticed you use the word Mark a lot, right? So Yeah, I hate him. What, what is a Mark? <laughs> a like, Mark is a wrestling fan. Just oh, a fan? No. Yeah, just a fan. <laughs> just a fan. Well, I'm so why, why, why do we call them a fan? Instead of a mark, that's that's just wrestling talk. Yeah, yeah. We always it was a, but, you know kayfabe and, and mark. You what know? makes a mark a mark though? You, wrestling, there's tons every, of wrestling every wrestling fans. fan was a mark. Okay. So if you're a Yankee it, it fan, wasn't, it you're wasn't a mark. anything bad. Right? Oh, okay. It wasn't anything bad. Okay, so um, say I'm walking in the room here and there's a couple of the boys on the couch and right. I go, "There's a mark behind me." I got you. I and got he you. wasn't smart. You know, back then we protected our, we protected the business, and right. you know if you were right. if you were walked in a restaurant and there was baby faces there, we had to turn around and walk out. If you were a heel, right? If Watts saw you in the same restaurant, yeah. one of you were getting fired. Yeah. So it, you couldn't drive in the same car. Um, restaurants, you know, if if you 
if there was baby faces in the restaurant, turn around and go to a different restaurant. Does Jack Victory get mad? So we're just, look, we're just, we're fans, right? Right. We're your age, You're in Marks. fact. No, right? I'm kidding. No, no, listen, <laughs> I got it. Kidding. But, um. I've been labeled. Does Jack Victory get mad? Because I hear a lot of wrestlers get mad when a fan like us. Yeah. And that's all we are. We're no, first of all, we call people wrestling experts, right? The ones that think they know yeah, everything. Yeah, that's how we, we make don't know fun. shit, right? That's we how we make fun of nothing, people. Right? The pro wrestling expert. But yeah. Um, yeah. does Jack Victory get mad when someone like Jimmy Farrell, because he does it a lot, uses <laughs> wrestling terminology? <laughs> Not anymore. You know, um, back in the day when we did protect the business, um, what was that horrible movie they made uh, about wrestling? That was the Wrestler. That, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I love that movie. <laughs> what was that so, one that uh, body been a bo- there was Body Slam with Piper and 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 uh, I smell well, they, they made a movie that exposed the business and uh, oh. and they brought it to the movie theaters and oh, I, I looked at it and walked out. You know, and I, really? I was pissed the, off. Could just, be on the mat. That's what I'm thinking. On the mat, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. And um, that pissed you off. It pissed me off. Yeah, okay. I had to walk out. I took my popcorn though. Well, yeah, it's got to be something me. you can take. My, yeah, out of it. I'm taking my popcorn. That was like 350. The best yeah. thing was the popcorn. But we, uh, you. you know, back then we we protected the business. You know, look at Schultz slapping the shit out right. of uh, you know people on sure. nationwide TV. So were you pissed when they tore down the curtain at MSG with the uh, Triple H and uh, Scott Hall and? Eh. Eh? Yeah. That was the beginning of the end of what you're saying was yeah, protected all those I know, years. I know, I know. Did, did you have any thoughts when it happened? I, I lost sleep over it for okay. a while, and, and you know, all I'm, right. I'm over it now. Yeah. You lost sleep over it? I did. Wow, John. <laughs> it's rough. Jack, I mean. It's Jack. It's John. Jack, yeah. Johnny, Johnny's my. Uh, I was about. Uh, you, know, he's, you know what the problem is, is? Is that the next question involves John? Oh, okay. Tell I us was about, thinking about. Tell John. us about Hollywood John Tatum oh, and, the, and Missy Hyatt is somewhere in this too, right? Oh yes. Anyway, well, yeah, uh, they were they were shoot boyfriend girlfriend. Um, Ken Mantell was the booker back then, and uh, he goes, "I'm going to bring in uh, Hollywood John Tatum and Missy and put you guys together." And uh, we just gelled. Okay. Um, Johnny was a pain in the ass, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. But a uh, great partner. Diva pain in the ass? or No, uh, just, you know, sometimes he didn't want to wake up on time and make it to the goddamn show. Scheduled interviews. Yeah, a little, you know, wanted to sleep a little longer. Yeah, and but wouldn't you want to stay in bed with Missy Hyatt, too, a little yeah. longer? That is true. That is yeah. true. Um, but, um, you didn't get fresh with her, did you? It, no. Okay, um, just making sure. Never? No. <laughs> he had a thing. You had a thing. There was no, a few no, seconds no. there. No, no, no. <laughs> Nope, we were like brother and sister. No, we, uh, never a thing. Did you, so Jimmy's a huge, we've had Missy oh, in studio. I'm out of in my fact, mind. we like, kind of blame Missy Hyatt for destroying our last channel, but. Uh, you do. But, I still want to have a date with her. You stop. But, um, Missy. Wanna. Did you, at the point, know that Missy was going to reach higher levels and eventually leave John? No, uh, never had a, never really had that, uh, mm. n- never thought of it, uh. And, and she'll tell you to this day that that was her biggest mistake in life, was to to break up with Johnny and go she, with. She really? was, yeah, she said that on the show. That, yep, she will definitely say that it was huh. it was a big mistake. Um, Johnny took it well, you know. They drew money with it, you know. They drew money with the gimmick, but uh, eventually it did uh, it did uh, hurt her career, I think. 
Hmm. Eddie Gilbert, though. Right, because again, you're a Northeast guy, right? So yeah. we remember Eddie when he was first up here. He oh, was sure. just enhancement talent, right? Um, did you, when you worked with him down there, did you know that he had that type of charisma that he could start getting over in some of the regional areas, like he did? He, he was over everywhere he went. He was, uh, he was a very, uh, I mean, a, the mind, professional wrestling mind, on that boy's shoulder was incredible. Um, the whole family's talented. You know, his, his daddy was the only referee that ever disqualified me in two minutes into a match, and Grizzly Smith was pissed. I, I was wrestling Terry Taylor, and um, I was beat, kicking the crap out of him in the corner two minutes into the match, and, and he looks at me and goes, if you don't break it up, I'm DQing you. And I'm like, yeah, right. And I continue to stomp on him, and uh, I hear the bell, and I was like, oh, F. Grizzly Smith is going to be pissed. <laughs> so two minutes into the match, winner Terry Taylor, and uh, he and he looked at me and started laughing. You know, it was right. almost like a rib. But uh, yeah, he was the only one that ever DQ'd me. You know, you brought up Grizzly. Uh, uh, I was a little. I, I guess I'm going to roll into it now. Is we all know the problems the Smith family's had, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in a lot of these interviews, supposedly Grizzly used to bring young girls into the locker room. Was that something you saw? I, I never saw it. I never saw it. I never seen that dark side. I mean, everybody says it happened, but I, I never saw it. Are you, like, shocked at some of the things you find out? Like, where the hell was I? Where like, the I hell was notice. I? I mean, was I in really uh, that gullible or, or what, you know? Was I that big of a mark myself to where I didn't see it all? Um but does does it sadden you at all? It does, because I he was like a second father, right? You know, a really good dude to me. He he treated me really well on the road, and I never after you know I never I was never late, you know I was never late, and I was never a problem child. So we hit it off uh, we hit it off well. So yeah, it's mind boggling the shit that I hear about him now. When Eddie passed, um. Missy said he passed because of a previous car accident that just affected him. Uh, again, we know I shit about know. shit. Yeah, I don't know. Don't I, know. Nope, don't know. D didn't ask. Never, you know, I saw his brother, Dougie, uh, a couple months back in, in Tampa, and uh, we just never brought, you know, you don't really talk about that. Well, how does that emotionally affect you, though? Because you lose all these brothers, oh, right? Oh, I know. I know. It's, it's a roller coaster, man. It's uh, a lot of good friends have uh passed you know and uh you're just blessed that you're still here well we're glad you're still here that's God, for sure. me too having a having a blast how's that hangover thing working i i don't have a hangover anymore that it worked. Shit worked and you're not falling asleep and, and you're not, not falling, falling asleep. asleep and there's nobody next to you falling asleep <laughs> wake up <laughs> <laughs> Let's it, it worked, and uh, my Excellent. headache's gone. So yeah, it... might have to get the name of that concoction he drank before he leaves. Yeah, might Let's switch gears a little bit. One of my favorite all-time, uh, you know, especially on the network and reruns was uh, Mid South. Let's talk about Bill Watts. Does he get respect as one of the great promoters? Where do you think he ranks in the all-time promoters as far as Bill Watts' uh, body of work and con contributions to this business? I I love Bill Watts. Um, and and I think his gimmick was that territory. I don't, you know, when he left that that uh, nest egg 
and went other places, his, his philosophy didn't work. You know what I'm saying? It was just, he was God in the Texas, uh, Louisiana, you know, uh, all those states. Um, but he was a hard ass. You know what I mean? He was, he was a hard ass. He, he wanted you there two hours before the show and, you know, separate dressing rooms and protect the business and, uh, and, uh, had to respect the guy. He treated you good though, no yeah, friction he or me anything. Good. He did because he was he was known he to be. He fired rough on... me after okay. I got married. Oh. But he goes, "You're starting in uh, world class. Get out of here, kid." Okay. <laughs> That's how he fired. Yeah. He goes, I, "I took five days off for to uh, go on my honeymoon. I came back and he fired me." <laughs> but then he sent you to world but class. Then he sent me to world which class. Is, yeah. Right. Which was. Cool. When, when you speak about Bill, right, because later on, like you said, he moved to other areas. His style didn't flow over. But, um, you know, he's been accused of a lot of, like, racism and a lot of bullying. And we know he gave Junkyard Dog the opportunity of a lifetime. Was Bill like yeah, How do like you call that? a man a racist when his biggest star was uh, JYD? Mm. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. loved that man, and uh, JYD loved him. Um, he was uh, – you were happy when you, he was on the card because he was like a Von Erich of the uh, Texas. You know, he was over. So if you're on a card with JID, you know you're making. You know some you're cash. making a good payday. You know, did Junkyard Dog back at that time? Did he have the problems that you were later on revealed about him with his his? I never to saw crack it. Never never went like up that? and down the roads with him. Um, I never saw it. Uh, was I naive? I guess I was. Did any of the boys tell you though? Like, no. uh, dude's a crackhead. You no. know what I mean? Nothing like that. No, nope, huh? nothing like that. Wow, unbelievable. Huge WCCW fan, right? And that's where I really started getting into you too, right? So, um, can you talk about after Bill fires you and sends you over there? First of all, your discussion with Bill. Are you like Bill? Don't do this. And then going over there and meeting Fritz. Can you no, talk? I was I was pumped. To yeah. go, yeah, I was pumped to go. I, you know, I've wrestled, uh, I guess, two to three, four years with Watts, and it w- it was time to uh, go different places. You know, my my goal uh, was always to get to Florida Championship Wrestling, but it never never got there because I was telling Nick in the car, um, w- when you're when you're making money, y- you you're making money. You know why why. Uh, Fix it if it ain't broken. You know what I mean. And uh, but I never got there. Never got up to uh, WWF. Um, that was one of my goals too. Um, but uh, going to World Class from Watts was like a uh, like a vacation because most most of the time we ran five days a week. You know Monday through Friday. Uh, not Monday through Fridays, but uh, only five shows a week compared to the eight. For uh, Watts and, and the less traveling, less right? traveling, yeah. um, they actually flew us to a lot of shows. But can you compare Watts and Fritz? Like, what, what you know, what was when you met Fritz? Was it was he like Watts, or was it a totally different? It type was, of he was totally different. I mean, uh, he, uh, yeah, they were to- totally different guys. Um, Fritz talked. I mean, everybody in this business really treated me pretty good. You know. Um, it's funny um, when you – they have a booking meetings, and I sat in on a couple of them, and uh, it was it was pretty hilarious how, you know, Kerry, you're wrestling so-and-so this week. Um, how do you uh, – how do you want to win? The claw, Daddy, the claw. 
goes, of course. The, the Claude claw. Daddy? <laughs> so, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, that's, that, that's how he, yeah, that's wow. how he talked to Fritz. Yeah, Daddy, yeah, the claw. Daddy, can I put the claw on my opponent and win? <laughs> sure you can. Bro, son. that's that's it. Kayfabe is officially smashed and out goes, for me. Even. I, and I look Oof. at Johnny and go, what the F are we in these meetings? <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody knows the friggin' answer. You're, you're wrestling Kevin. No. The claw. Of course. No. I love it. That's, that's... But how about this? You leave Watts, and you got this hot guy, Junkyard Dog. Right. Now yeah. you get the WCCW. Now you're Von playing with family. the iconic Von Erichs. The what people is this about? who can walk on water. Um, I mean, it was, it was... A roller coaster with them guys. You you often pray that they made it to the show, um, because they they did have some uh, skeletons in their closets. You know what I mean? They uh, it. Uh, but if they did make it to the show, it was always a sellout. If there was a Von Erich on a you know on a card, it was always a sellout. And wrestling in the Sportatorium, I mean, it was amazing that building. You know, I was telling Nick on the way here. Um, Ground level at the sportatorium was ground level when you walked in, but it went down into like a pit. You know, that's where the ring and all that stuff was. It was just an amazing building. Big uh, rats were running around, you know. Not not girl rats. No. I mean, I'm talking four-legged rats. The ones you don't it was the want. best. Yeah, it was it the was best the place. It was the best. Yes. That in the, the ECW arena was neck oh and neck. Oh, my God. Uh. Wow. Of, how, of my two favorite places it, to work. How yeah. hot was the ECW arena? Just, oh, God. Just, I yeah. heard it was like a sauna. Like a it? sauna bath. I mean, you, you had a, what, three, 4,000 crazy ass ECW with marks there. With that one there. cheap I mean, ceiling fan yeah, that, they had. What's... I remember you used to see this thing. It's a paper. You know, Tommy you. Dreamer uh, said it uh, the best. He goes, uh, I fight outside. You know, I, yeah. I, I take my bath yeah. outside uh, of the doors. We'll, we'll fight outside. Yeah. Lot, you could breathe out there. Yeah. You know, so was a cold you could literally cut the atmosphere, uh, the uh, body heat in that place. Did you did you ever have any private discussions with Kerry at all? Did you have that any sort of relationship no, with I him? Never, at all? never one on one. Kevin was so uh, Kevin wore no shoes. Literally, you'll be in an airport and here comes Kevin, barefooted, never wore shoes. He was like Good. that all the time. All the time, lived the gimmick, no shoes. So, like, a, as a, as a, an opponent of him, were you just like? Come on, dude. Put on some shoes. Because it's got to be a little annoying, right? It's like you guys got his toe jam in your face. You don't need all that <laughs> shit, right? It's like you. But that's, that's how, I mean, when you're a heel, you call the match. So oh. it was great, you know, because you never call a drop kick. So what do you like? Lock <laughs> up and say, keep your feet away from me. Yeah, feet away from me. Get them nasty feet away from me. So in the middle of winter in the airports, he's barefoot? barefooted. Dude, that's a little much. Yeah. And. <laughs> Butch Reed tells a story about like Toe a few jam. times, like when he wrestled Kerry. Kerry couldn't even tie his boots; he was so jacked up. But did you see a lot of that? Shit I, 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 once again, I'm putting over Nick. Uh, we we had a conversation on the way here um, where he laced his boots into a chair. Have you heard that one? <laughs> no. Yeah. Tell the story. It's like a Three Stooges. You know the, bit. You know the wooden wooden legs in a chair, and he's, oh, no. he's here. He's oh. Starting to do his boots, gets up and face plants. Boom. 
right on his face. I heard of a third leg, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he face planted his ass right because uh, he laced his boots into the chair leg. I could have been a finisher in the, in, during the match. You know, looking back, do you do you think to yourself, boy, if Fritz could have got them under control, the mm. do- this could have been the, the money w- that they could have really. I mean, does that anger you? Like, wow, we could have really. You yeah, could have been the WWE. I was, I, yeah, I was angry. Why would my name be Von Eric? God damn it, you right. know. I mean, uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, they all left way too soon. I mean, uh, Kerry was a uh, he was um, he was a god in Texas, literally over. There's a fan asking a question. Can you ask? Jack. No. Nope. Sorry, pal. Sorry, kid. Ryan, I'm sorry. Just I, so I you know. hate Mark. He hates no, Mark. No, go ahead. Was privy to him. I'm trying to read how he wrote it. I don't necessarily understand it, so gotcha. help me with this. Okay. Was privy to him scaring off Ultimate Warrior and Kostas Kurchenko, the Russian. Was I? Says, can you ask Jack? Can you ask if Jack was privy to him scaring off the Ultimate? I mean,. If you scared them off, I imagine you would be there, right? Well, he should have gave me 10% because look what happened. You know, he went up to Vince and made millions of dollars. <laughs> Shit, I didn't know I, I was part of that. Yeah, wow. No, nice. I had no idea. You made the you made Dingo Warrior yeah. into the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where's my 10%? It's good stuff. Oh my God! Still being held up with the SummerSlam di- dispute he pulled yeah. off with Vince all those years ago. <laughs> when they figure that one out, you'll get your cut. Yeah, no, I never heard that one. No, me neither. That now, Mark needs now to did stop Missy admit? Was Missy? Did she translate over to WCCW along with Tatum too? Didn't they come oh, over yeah. at the oh, same yeah, time? They came. Right? Yeah, they came. So they kept using you guys. Yes. Yep. Yep. Now how, he's the television champion. Yeah. Tell us about how that felt. And do titles mean? Cool. Did titles mean a lot to you? Um, I defended it at Texas, uh, not at Texas Stadium, at um, the Cotton Bowl, which I liked actually better. It was the, okay. it was the Texas State Fair, right. and we always had a really a big show, and uh, and a Mark from Jersey, me, um, getting to do that was was pretty cool. Um, I wrestled Brian Adidas, which was a hell of a talent. Very uh, man, think about the talent that was oh. in. That organization. Oh, yeah. Both, both territories. I mean, uh, with Watts, if, if you didn't know how to wrestle, the guys would, you know, they, uh, they always pulled me aside and said, kid, you got to try this, do this, do this. And, uh, man, you picked up the business. What was really the pay quick. difference between uh, Watts and Fritz? It was, a little of a, it was a little bit of a pay cut. Um, Watts was paying more, but you worked eight. Eight shows a week. And more. you traveled a lot. And more, you traveled right? a yeah. lot. You put a, you know, hotels back then were 25 bucks. So, so it, it wasn't that bad. You know, now they're 225 bucks, you know. Where does he go? Well, here's, here's, here's that's pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> is um, it? Yeah, it is. Wow. Cheap. I'm yeah. really, that, 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 rat, in, that rat nest down the street costs like 250 <laughs> yeah. bucks. Oh, my God. So, you're with the Von Erics, uh-huh. right? Ring rats galore, got to be crazy, right? Crazy. How yeah. much? How many ring rats did you pick up at the time? There, like you just hung out around, like hung behind Kevin and be like, "I'll take whatever is you we, don't want." Don't play the naive we, card on this we, one. Uh, if you ask any anybody that sits on this catch that worked that era, ask him about a club called Manhattan's. Manhattan's. It was a bar that, it, if you were one of the boys, you couldn't open your wallet. It, everything was on the house. 
So every, every time after matches, everybody went to Manhattan's. And the ass in Manhattan's were premium ass. And um, it, was, uh, it was a good time. Um, Manhattan's was in Texas. It was. It was in, yeah. So it was just, in, just to reiterate, yeah. Texas, great ass. Yeah. No friggin' bars in Louisiana. And obviously the like guy that, from right? uh, New York yeah. owned Manhattan's, of right. course. And yeah. uh, he took care of the boys. And uh, food, drinks, um, we had a blast there. We, that was our second home. Wow. Yep. What was the pecking order for the for these women? Was it like Carrie, Kevin? <laughs> no, they never. Like, where they, were you on the? They list? never Frankie. came. They never hit the road. No, they they wrestled and went home. They really, yeah, they, really, they, really. Yeah, no, they never. Are you they sure Carrie went home? Well, he went somewhere. He went somewhere. Wait, so they didn't hang out with the boys. So what was the okay. ranking in the bar then? So who was out there? Was it like oh, Iceman King Carson? I was uh, Sheik when Sheik was in. Sheik. Oh my God, he was he was the best. The story about the Sheik at Manhattan's, a mark, they, marks at, I, we always said between 11 and 2 is when the marks get really, you know, drunk and they want to, they want to, uh, see if they're wrestlers. They want to, they, they want to fight a wrestler, <laughs> <Right>. basically. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they want to, fa- uh, you know, fight right. one of them fake wrestlers. Oh, of course. And, uh, Oy. I remember one guy came in, got in my face and Sheik was, uh, sitting and he goes, oh no. No, no, no. You hear him. He gets up and he 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 didn't punch the guy. He just open hand slapped him. Ooh. And God strike me dead right now. His shoes stayed on the floor and the guy flew ten feet under a table. <laughs> oh my god. He slapped him that hard and uh the bouncers came and got that guy out of here and we just continued drinking. Wow. Wow. Yep. Manhattan's all the boys know Manhattan's that went through that territory. We've had a lot of uh, great guests on, yourself included, of course. Uh, but one we haven't had on is Rip Rogers. I never met Rip. Never never met him, never was in the same territory as him. Uh, okay. Heard he was a good dude. I don't, I don't know. But it, he won't come on your show? Well, we haven't gotten him. We, haven't, we haven't asked. But, I was just um, curious if you, what you knew about him. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, Not much. I we had thought you worked with him in WCW. Mm-mm. No. No path crossed. Okay. How about something that I still talk about to this day, of course, but basically he's uh, just an advocate, but how about your time with Paul Heyman in WCW? What can you tell us about Paul? He's, he's the one that came up with the Secret Service gimmick. Um, we, were, we were just getting an, um, I was just getting out of the Russian assassin gimmick, and uh, they liked me. I liked being there, and they go, well, we we got to come up with something else. And uh, Paulie goes, he's my, he's gonna be my bodyguard, and he's gonna be um, let's the he's gonna be my Secret Service guy, and that's how it that's how it started. Did you f- foresee Paul Heyman becoming what he became? Oh my God, he's uh, he knows how to stay in the business, don't he? God bless him. He's uh, he's a good dude. I know a lot of people don't like him, but uh, he's always straight up with me. My uh, favorite memory of you, of course, is, as I told you before, the show is in ECW, which at the time during the um, Attitude Era was, you know, you say it all the time. It's like, you know, the wrestling fan's little secret. Right, yeah. ECW at midnight on MSG Cable was the wrestling fan's little secret right. during that Attitude Era. It was just absolutely fantastic. We... uh one of our favorite guests that we had on, 
you know, we lost him as uh, New Jack. How was it working with New Jack and ECW? It was it was an experience. It was for, I took about five years off, and I was uh, managing strip clubs in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and um, I went from the business to ass. Naked ass running around, babysitting nice. naked ass. Um, nice. <laughs> and it, it, the story how I got back in the business is uh, they had a, a pay-per-view in Marietta, Georgia, which is right outside of uh, Atlanta. Okay. And I went to go say hello to Paulie and, and Tommy and all them guys. And uh, Paul goes, he goes, you should come back. And and that's how I broke back into the business with them. And uh, he goes, you're going to come back and you're going to fight this guy, New Jack. And then I stuck around and watched his match that night. I was like, oh, great. You know, (laughs) you're going from uh, naked, uh, naked ass all over the place to uh, having to fight New Jack every day. How about the extreme jump in style? You've been gone for five years. You're definitely known for a certain style. And here's your buddy from the past with this new thing going on. And I got to do what? I I became a whole new uh, mark again uh, to the business. It was... uh, ECW fans are, are passionate fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you ever, oh, you yeah. know, watch the pay-per-views, watch the TV shows, oh. these people were crazy fans. And uh, it was it was a great feeling. It was a great feeling to be in that territory. Can I just bring back, because someone brought up something I wasn't thinking about. When you were in WCCW, did you know Gino Hernandez at all? I did. He. Uh, what was Gino like as a person, and do you believe? I, I did one road trip with him, uh, and it was like... Uh, from Dallas, we had to go to Oklahoma, which was, I think, Oklahoma City. And he had a Porsche. And I swear to God, I was the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Because that Porsche was going 140 miles an hour wow. on 45, uh, Interstate 45 to the town. And I was like, I ain't going back with you. <laughs> I found a ride home. I was the scaredest. He, he, was, he was balls to the wall. Great guy. Uh, great wrestler. Great interviewer. You know, I mean, uh, had to gift of uh that gab and uh knew how to piss people off would he have been a world champion eventually i think so absolutely mm. you know interesting do you, when you see I these guys see when you I see these see guys I'm, I'm assuming they're not hiding anything from you uh, you said the von erics used to disappear but you knew what they were doing right did, did you see gino's partying and what at some I did point not. Oh, you didn't G- so, gino did not hang out with the boys either he he went his separate way wow he did yeah, he was not a Manhattan. So dude. again, another situation where you're shocked that this all goes down. You're like, wow, yeah. I didn't know. Oh yeah, know. I was just, there. I was you... there when it went down. Oh yeah, I was there. So it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy time. Were you just a drinker in those days and stayed away from the coke? Because there's so many stories about the coke oh, there's and a, the steroids. A, and... I mean, yeah, there was a lot. There's a ton of stories about coke and all that stuff. But no, I, I, I did like uh, um, getting effed up with booze. Yeah. So you yeah. were a drinker. Yeah. And you stayed away from most of yeah. it. It's probably yeah. why you're sitting on the couch. Probably right why now. I'm sitting on the yeah. couch. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Good. So good move. You, you good put move. over Nick a few times. Uh, Nick, good friend of the show. He's also a book writer. Will there be a Jack Victory he life story? He talked about it last night, and and I was like, man, I, it's going to be like a real thin paper. You know? I don't, why is I don't that? Know. I don't know. I You'd don't be know. surprised. You see some of these. Interesting. You see some of these blowhards that make books. Yeah, you kidding I mean, me? There's I, plenty I, there. I told them I said I w- <laughs> it would be better to do one with me and Johnny and Missy. Mm. I think we have more stories to uh, to tell as a group. So I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Do, do you keep in touch with John at all? I do. 
He yeah. moved out back to Texas. He lives in Denton, Texas now. And uh, so next time you talk to him, tell him when he commits to doing the show and disappears on me five times. <laughs> he did. Uh, yeah. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Was right. he in town? No, no. Oh. We were going to do over oh, the computer. Okay. But uh, that's Johnny. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. need a jacko around to be the babysitter. That's what I'm saying. So next time, tell him. Um, you got to book both of us at the same time. So that's get him here. well, yeah. I'll get him here. So you need to and get Missy. him here and missing. In fact, let's exchange numbers. Okay, and let's get him here, and then we could get both of you in studio. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah. That, that would you would have to put up the. Uh, NC uh, seventeen uh, rating on the uh, fair enough on those well those well worth it because again you guys are I'm gonna say it icons in the business yeah, yeah. look yeah. if we you know everybody knows you huge fan I mean and get Missy in here the three of them forget yeah, Nick it. Nick was talking about um, getting all three of us at a signing so. Cool. If, yeah. if that happens, we will definitely come Well, on. I've worked with Nick on a few uh, things uh, we yeah. have, and so we'll definitely, I definitely want to do that, yeah, right? Yeah, very so, cool. Me and Johnny's never, we've never done an interview together. Really? Never did a signing Well, let's together. just make it's sure just you don't go on before us with Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, please, you know, I mean. <laughs> Boring. No. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Jack and John <laughs> and Missy, what? Oh, whatever. Missy, please don't talk about the governor. <laughs> All right, gonna, we anyway. want to thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, yeah. it was a huge blast, fan. It was huge a blast. marks you so of much. yours. Yeah, you've got an amazing studio here. You know, sometimes when uh, you get invited to a place, it's like uh, a broom closet. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're uh, top top of the line here. Very we are nice. very good. And hopefully, thank you. hopefully, thank no, you. thank you. We're gonna hit you something called the Pharaoh's final question. Oh, now, I'm gonna warn you. Oh. It, I don't know what it's coming. It's unscripted. He may ask you what kind of toilet paper you use. <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to hit you with that. Okay. <laughs> what kind of toilet paper do you use? I, I don't use toilet paper. I just use my hands. You're from oh. Mars. You use your hands. You're that old joke where you're shaking a guy's hand and reveal oh, exactly. that you're oh, exactly. very good. I thought that was a great final question. Is that the final question? No! I was about to say, what the hell? I, I, I kind of threw it out a little earlier. Are, are, were titles important to you? Do, you? do you wish you had won more prestigious belts? Or in... I mean, back in the day when you did win a title, it meant something. Yeah. Now everybody has an effing title, right, right or wrong. There's just way too many belts out there. Um, so when you got the push back in the day and you were – you know, uh, given that opportunity to win a belt was pretty big. It was, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, when you, you're crowned the champion of, of your trade, it's, it's a pretty good feeling. Nice. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Now it don't mean shit. Everybody nah. got a belt. Man. Yeah. Although Romans means something. He's held it for a thousand days. Acknowledge him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Roman would Roman translate reigns. into your time, right? Oh, absolutely. Would nice. you say that nice. Roman Reigns is one of the greatest wrestlers in any era? Accomplishments. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Top ten. Yeah. Uh, nice. from, from the 80s to, to, to the nice. present. Absolutely. How, how can you not? That bloodline, which... Is their gimmick uh-huh. is is way up here. One of the greatest stories. One of the ever greatest told. families. Uh, that whole little niche right there. Hogan is... or Flair. Oh God! You know what? Let's be careful, careful, brother. Let's really put. Really, let's, let's really put you on the styles. Spot. Different styles. Mount Rushmore yeah. of wrestlers. Yeah. And here's your Only criteria. Got Only got four. Oh. Wrestler, not wrestler in a ring. It's the the whole the wrestler, whole shoe Mike skill, everything. Hogan is the top of them. One is is is. Flair, two, um, maybe St- 
Steamboat. Oh, really? Three? Can't argue it, right? I'm not going mean, to argue. Guys, I just was a little no, surprised. No, but to defend that. He started to he, say, I thought he was going to say San Martino. Well, but you got okay. to remember, Steamboat's been involved Steamboat's in some of the most great. historical matches Absolutely. in the history of wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good, good I mean, that's great. The next one, you, got, you, you almost have to put The Rock. Wow, oh, man. What yeah. an interesting four. That's, yeah. That is pretty Hard wild. to argue. No, it's it's excellent. Yeah, my, I mean, Mount, my my Mount Rushmore can go probably twenty heads. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, there's so much. Oh, talent I know. Out there. If I know. Kerry Von Erich could have got his shit together, oh, yes. would Kerry Von Erich have been considered one of the greatest of all time? I'm, I'm sure. Just just Isn't you he can't already? buy over. You right. know what I mean? When I say yeah. over, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just that we don't speak you, wrestling lingo. You you walk out of the dressing room and. From the time <clears throat> you walk out of the dresser to the time you go back, right. the fans, I mean, right. are bonkers. Isn't Carrie already an all-time great one way or the other? Who's that? Carrie. Would, would yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just I, not I just Mount wish Rushmore. he would have got his shit together, like you said, right. and uh, yeah. he would have had a massive career. All right, here's a Monty Mar question. Hit it. Freebirds. Oh. Oh, oh my God. What were no. they like? They lived their gimmick 24-7. Um could Michael Hayes been a world champion? Because I felt he could have. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, feel he, just just the uh, he had it. Just had the it. attitude, you know. Yes, absolutely. He was larger. Uh, than could life. have carried the belt. Absolutely. How about Terry? Absolutely. Really. Working workaholic. One of the best. You know that he's definitely in my top twenty. Larger version of Terry Funk. Can bump his ass <laughs> off and just amazing, <clears throat> amazing talent. Dory Funk, exciting, or I'm about to take a nap? Never really. I mean, that was before my time. Uh, I was more with Terry than uh, Dory. Um, different style back then. Yeah. That's all I can say about that. You know? Well, we want to thank you. It's Thanks, an guys. honor to have you it was in fun. studio. You fun are... on a Sunday. Yeah, not bad for Beautiful. a Sunday morning, yeah. right? Yeah. Like grab in, yourself some coffee. In New York. In New York. <laughs> in New York. Wishing you a good trip back, and uh, let's again, let's share in some flying back to Florida in a couple hours. So lucky you, you get off the island. Got to go back. Got to go back to sanity. Farris, I don't don't know how you do it. Thanks for coming down, Jack. Thanks, love you, brother. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until uh, shortly, like three minutes, like three minutes later.